Never give me just trusting God Stay true and remember who you are Never forget how you made it this far Dream big, have faith, pray hard Never give me just trusting God Stay true and remember who you are Never forget how you made it this far Dream big, have faith, pray hard Never give me just trusting God what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Stand Podcast with another episode coming your way. Yes. Absolutely. Appreciate you all being here. Jody McGarity Jr. coming to you with another episode. And today we're going to be talking about college recruiting. College recruiting. Yes. We know it's all happy and it's a joyous time when our child signs that letter of intent, the national letter of intent, I should say. Um, and in that is a great time. We all get all bubbly and dressed up and it's a lot of celebrations and confetti. Well, not so much confetti, but, you know, you get the whole gift. You're surrounded by loved ones. Your child has their teammates and the coaches and things of that nature. It's a momentous occasion. I've had the privilege to be a part of quite a bit of those with student athletes that I've trained and coached throughout the years. But in this, we know how stressful this can be as well. So, this episode, we're going to specifically talk about tips um, from a parental aspect and also a student athlete aspect. So this is for both to be able to ensure that our student athletes are being successful in getting themselves exposed. Now, what this podcast, who this podcast may not be for, may not be those for those elite athletes who no matter what you do, you're known, you're seen, and those college coaches know about you. They see you constantly. You're on social media doing your thing. Um, and you're just known throughout the nation. Uh, but these are for those who may not have been heard or seen from a college coach. Or you might have gotten a general email uh, that was just a standard letter. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean you're being recruited. So we're going to be talking about those steps this week. And then next week, we're going to break things down even further um, for you all to say the steps that you need to take to be able to ensure that you are communicating with college coaches. But let's talk about the nuts and bolts in this um, because I think it's vital for us to, to have a, a, a base and a foundation. We all know, again, it's exciting times when our student athletes are able to have family, loved ones, and teammates, those who are important to them. Some of them have, you know, their coaches, their trainers, a part of the recruiting process, helping them through that. It's one of those big things that's wild, you know, the big signing day where your peers are able to watch you and you're excited to sign that national letter of intent to be able to go to the school of your dreams or the school that is the best fit for you. Let me say that because those things are key and vital. And as we talk about these things, how they're going to be able to benefit you. That young lady's on her phone, didn't even know she was getting recorded. She's like, am I getting recorded? Oh, Oh, how dare you, right? Um, but other than that, you know, these are fun times for these student athletes. But in this, we want to talk about how this is all marketed, how this can be a big thing as well. You know, they go out with big bangs now um, with college recruiting. As you can see, the future of what that can lead to. Um, in this episode, again, we're going to talk about the steps and how important that is. But at the same time, know that nationally, you know, there's a lot of things that we might want for our kids and our kids might want, but what the reality is. So let's get to these steps. I got quite a bit of them, but I want to make sure that we are within our time frame in this. So let's have some fun with this one. So first, let's have an understanding. Athletes, this is your journey. Parents, 
This is your child's journey. Allow them to go through that journey. We be a navigational system to where we're a support system, as I talked about in that Parents Volume 1 episode, uh, that we're that support mechanism for them. Now, we have to guide them depending on their age and level of maturity, right? We have to be parents. Just be real. We have to be parents. But at this, at the time, at the same time, knowing that it's their journey, allow them that time to be able to decide things. And again, we be there to walk alongside them. There's one thing to say to parent them and to get on them to tell them to do things because of procrastination, things in that nature. But in this, with my own children, here are the steps. Here is your blueprint. Here's the map. These is this is the list that you need to check off. These are the things that you need to get done. If you don't get it done, it's on you. I'm not going to force you to do it, right? Just depends on what our motives are and what our expectations are for our child. But so again, it's about them to be able to have this journey and enjoy the journey for themselves. Now, second part is create a great support system. What do I mean by that? Great support system. You or the start. Be that great support system. Also, too, make sure that they're surrounded by, you know, support system of their coaches, their school counselors, because part of this is key academically. More than anything, college coaches are looking for what are their grades like? Can I trust them? Are they loyal? Are they dependable first? We look at the athletic talent, but they're going to look at things of, will this student athlete help me keep my job based on their academics as well. So those things are vital and important. Their character and their personality are also key in that. We'll get a little extensive in the part two of this college recruiting on next week. But those things are key. So surrounding them with a good support system could be friends and families, things of that nature. Who are not considered good support systems? Well, people are trying to get it for self-gain or trying to get a lot of money out of this situation, right? God bless college recruiting businesses and organizations and companies and things of that nature. But in this, who has tons of thousands of dollars to be able to spend to get their child recruited, right? And so in this, again, we're talking about ways that we can do things ourselves and save tons of money in the process. So again, surround them or create a great support system for them. That's key and important. Our next piece is this. Know your role as a student athlete and parents want to encourage you to know your role. It is not your job, parents, to communicate with college coaches. It is your child's athletes. It's not your parents job. It's your job to communicate with those athletes. It is your job to reach out to those college coaches. All right. It's your job to be able to do so. Here's the reason why. When a college coach is recruiting athletes and scouting athletes, the one thing that they are not focused on all the time are parents. <laughs> they might be, especially those parents that have gone wild in episode number one, they might be focused on what kind of parent are we going to be getting when if this kid comes to our school. Might be thinking about that, but they're not recruiting your parents because your parents are not going to be having that relationship. Your parents are not going to be the ones being offered that scholarship. It is you. So it is your job to ensure that you know your roles and what to do. Parents. We know our roles. Again, be that support mechanism. And we might need to give them a little extra push if they're procrastinating things in the nature and really not getting a hint. But again, we must know the roles. Ensure that everybody has their expectations of what they're doing. Parents, we know our roles as parents. We're going to guide. We're going to nurture. We're going to help. 
you know, with some mental toughness. We're going to encourage them as well. But at the same time, knowing that when it's time for them to do their things, they have a deadline to get it done. And if they don't, then it's totally on them with the college recruiting. Perfect example. My daughter has a list. My youngest daughter has a list because she wants to play collegiate basketball in this. If she's not getting those things done, have you emailed coaches? Uh, uh, okay. All right. Don't, don't be sitting up here going to your senior year and say, I haven't heard from nobody. Uh, wonder why, right? So in this, those things are key. And again, I say that as an example. She's been on top of things because of what she wants to do in the future. But again, this is just an example that, you know, allow your child to do that. If they're not fulfilling their job or their obligations in their role as a student athlete, then they have to be able to deal with those consequences. All right. So next piece in this start early, man. If you are a freshman, sophomore, listen to this, whoo, you're in good shape. If we're a junior, you're still good. Don't get nervous, but we don't have time to play. If you're a senior listening to this, well, we, 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 uh, man, we're at the tail end. We're, we're almost on life support, right? It's not the end of the world, but in this, the earlier you start in your college recruiting process, the easier and less stressful it will be. Again, next week, we're going to talk about those steps. So in this, again, you don't have to spend tons of money. If you want to get a head start, by all means, you can contact me and we can help you through the process. No hidden agendas, not trying to sit up here and rob folks. Just want to be able to help people to understand that. I have been able to do research and learn from colleagues, people within my networks, good friends of mine, assistant collegiate coaches to this day right now. And then those are also in the professional sports ranks who knows what it takes to be able to get to the next level and the steps it takes to be able to get recruited and seen by coaches. So, again, we're going to talk about the step by steps just laying this foundation in this episode. So start early. The earlier you start, the better. Right. Um, and make sure you get into NCAA's clearinghouse and even, you know, certain other divisions, which I'm going to talk about in just a bit in NAIA. Right. Those are separate entities. Right. Uh, so you want to be able to get registered as players to so get your ID, things in that nature. So those are important. So the early start is key. Next, learn how to interact with college coaches. This is you athletes. This is specifically for you. Learn how to interact with college coaches. What do I mean by that? Well, here's what I mean. You must be able to know how to communicate. If you um, have, you know, some, some, uh, I guess, some grammar challenges, well, I want to suggest one good program for you, which is Grammarly. It is excellent. It helps you to be able to correct some things that is spoken more appropriately when you're addressing coaches. Now, in this, reaching out to them is key, and you must know how to be able to do that. So in this, it's vital to learn how to interact with those coaches. Tell them about your personalities, things in that nature. There's some things that you want to be able to provide them, but you want to be mindful in how you present yourself. Because here's the thing, presentation is everything. It's not just about your talent. It's not just about your sports IQ. But it's about your character, how you carry yourself. What does your social media profile look like right now? If I was to go on there, would I approve and be like, yeah, this is a pretty good kid? Or would something be questionable? Would I question your character based on what I see on your social media profile? Right. So you want to you want to be able to be mindful of those things. Right. We see a lot of things today. Um, a lot of it. If we take uh, professional sports, for example, um, we got, you know, stars like Ja Morant sitting up here flashing guns and clubs and things in the nature. If he was a high school athlete, 
doing something like that, no matter how talented he is, more than likely he would get passed by by tons of coaches based on stuff like that. So you got to be mindful. If your social media is not presentable, and how do I know that, coach? Well, you know that by a couple of things. One, does your parents approve this? And then let's go a little deeper. Would grandma, grandma, grandpa approve that, right? What would your coaches say? What, what, would, your, what would your religious leaders say, right? So those are the things you got to keep mindful. And if you have to question it, I want to ask that you look for a second opinion, an honest opinion. And then if, if, you, if it's too questionable, be like, yeah, I can't show this to them, then it's time to delete it. Off that, off your, off your social media page. So, in those things, you want to ensure that your profile on social media is presentable. So, ensure that you're doing those things. Right. Next, just don't focus on one division or one level. What do I mean? Don't say you want to go play Division One when you are probably five eight and probably a hundred and forty three pounds playing a guard. And you want to go to the University of Connecticut, women's basketball, UConn, the Huskies. But Coach Ariema is interested in a six foot two three point shooter. Well, I, I want to go to UConn, but all he's needing is a six foot, six foot two three point shooter. You're five eight, and your strong suit may not be shooting threes. So you need to understand the ramifications of where you're wanting to go, what they're needing. And those things are key. Don't just keep your focus on Division One. I'm not discouraging you, but don't just keep your focus on Division One. I myself wanted to play Division One initially football, but I was a knucklehead and had to migrate to my second sport, which was basketball. But in this, I wasn't I didn't have the grades to compete at the division one level. So I had to start junior college. And then afterwards, I ended up playing at a division two school in San Bernardino, California. And in this, the big important piece that I want to encourage you is, is that floor time. What do you value most? Do you value going so much to a division one just to be on that team, but hardly get any minutes until probably your senior year? Maybe if that or is it important for you to not only just gain an education, but also gain that experience of playing at a high level collegially. And it being on the floor is key. Find a program, no matter the level or the division, where you're going to excel. There's Division I NCAA. There's also Division II and Division III. But also, two, another form of level, which is NAIA, right? It's four-year, more geared towards private schools. And in this, you're able to see that as well. My senior year, as a matter of fact, was college. I went to an NAIA school, Houston Tillerson University, um, which is a primarily HBCU school. So in this, again, don't just focus on one division, one level. Really look towards that. And then also, too, if things don't work out for a four-year college, once you graduate, it's not the end of the world. Consider junior college. Junior college, you still get 100% of your education paid for. And you can stay there for a minimum of one year, maximum of two years. And then you can look to go to a four-year school. College coaches still recruit out of junior colleges. And also, too, more than anything than a transfer portal. But again, that's going to be next week's episode. Man, we're going to have blast on that one. So in this, just don't focus on one division. Next, make sure you develop strong fundamental skills. Your weaknesses need to be your strengths. 
you can't be a predominantly right-handed, right-footed athlete and not be able to improve with your weak-sided hand, weak-sided foot, depending on the sport that you're in. Ensure that you're improving on those things. And if you're in the off-season right now, you're not working hard, then you're behind because somebody else is working hard. There are millions of student athletes competing to try to gain a collegiate scholarship, those who do want to play at the next level. Now, we know some after graduation, after that senior year of sport, they're done. They don't want to go to college to play. But that leaves still millions of others. And so in this, you want to ensure that your fundamental skills are sharp. I know I'm, 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 I'm you know, moving too far ahead when I say this, but, you know, the, the, there's this, this, this nomer of, you know, could be some racism of the NBA MVP race because um, Jokic, Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets is on tap to most likely um, be voted most valuable player of the regular season for the third year in a row. It has nothing to do with race. That guy's just fundamentally sound. His fundamental skills are off the charts. Right now, he's a seven-foot center, averaging a triple-double. So in this, your fundamental skills are key because if you can attack just as strong to your weak side as you can your strong side, you're a tough individual to guard. Coaches love that. One of the things that was said about me as a recruit was that I was able in the game of basketball to shoot with both hands, both right hand and left hand. And in that, those things are vital because those things are what coaches are looking for to help them be successful as well. So, again, strong fundamental skills are important. We're almost done. Per, per, uh, perfect your craft. Excuse me. Perfect your craft. What do, you, what do you mean by that? Perfect your craft. If you're playing a game of basketball, work on that craft. Work on every aspect of it. Not just the talent, not the talent of it but also the IQ of it. Learn the game. Learn how to expose an opponent's weakness and know their strengths and know how important it is to make extra passes. Know how important it is to use fakes, things of that nature. Volleyball, learn how to ensure that you're perfecting your craft by working on your speed and agility and quick reactions, things in that nature. Baseball, whatever it, your sport might be, it causes for you to be able to compete at a high level, but you have to be instinctively sharp, specifically from an IQ standpoint in your game. So perfect it. When I say perfect your craft too, that also includes your health. Make sure you're eating healthy. In order for your body to stand all that it has to deal with, the stresses of the game, the stresses of competition, the stresses of working out, ensure that you're taking care of your body. Get plenty of sleep. Put nutrition in your body. Everything that we put in our mouth is called food today, including junk food. But not all food that we put in our body is nutritious. So, again, perfect your craft. Do those things that you need to do. And, again, we'll talk about that in a health episode of our podcast. And so, in that, work on that. Don't just sit there and say you're finally arriving or think that you're going to be learning by playing NBA 2K or Madden or whatever we're doing out there today and working on that TikTok and watching highlights all that is fun and cool, but what are we doing to get ourselves ready? Because watching things and playing things will not get us ready. Well, we'll have some pretty strong thumb muscles from the joysticks. But anyway, I digress. My last point, and then I'm done. Make sure that you try as much as possible to be a multi-sport athlete. College coaches love multi-sport athletes because multiple sports, playing multiple sports, helps us 
in our overall health and performance in our favorite sports. So a football player who plays basketball or plays baseball is prime. I enjoyed a podcast earlier today, uh, The Pivot, and they had Deion Sanders that I that I listened to today. I'm not sure when they actually interviewed him, but he talked about his recruiting and how he recruits because it explained why he did so well as a football player being a cornerback in the NFL as long as he played because he also played professional baseball, collegiate baseball as well, and however long he had been playing baseball as well as football. He was also a high school basketball player. So in that ensuring that those movements and those sports helped him do well in every other sport was vital. So as much as you possibly can, invest in being a multi-sport athlete. As a coach, I can tell you right now, some of my favorite players to cross over to the game of basketball are soccer players. One, because most of the battle that I teach is one, and that's footwork. Soccer players have excellent footwork. Two, them being able to compete and go up against a, a, a great, you know, opponent as they are a defender. I love it because I know that defense is going to be on point. And all we have to do is just teach them the trajectories of how to angle themselves defensively, things in that nature. But the footwork is on point. So be multi-sport athletes because all of those things go hand in hand. My youngest daughter had a, a privilege to be able to play volleyball as well. Volleyball is great to coincide with basketball, soccer as well. So be a multi-sport athlete because college coaches love that. When they see on your resume that you're a multi-sport athlete, that you gain their attention. It's not to say that those who focus on one sport are not being recruited. Of course, again, if they are top 100 in the nation, then of course they're being recruited. But if you are not, you need to ensure that you're doing what you need to to be able to make sure that you're at your best, my young people, because in this hard work leads to a profit. Just talking about it gets you nowhere. Right. It's not guaranteed that your hard work will lead towards a scholarship. But in this, your hard work will provide discipline, gives you a good work ethic to help you have a great success and future in life. But in this, this is all that we have for today. Um, we greatly appreciate that. The one thing I do want to mention um, that if you are interested and you just like, look, I, I, I don't even know where to start. I hear what you're saying. I love it. I don't know where to start. Well, got news for you. I am going to be hosting a seminar on. have talked to your school counselors, letting them know your game plan and also ensuring that the curriculum doesn't matter if you're in public school, some public schools, surprisingly, if you're not taking the right classes, they will not be considered and counted as credit through the NCAA. So ensuring that you are in standards with those 
NCAA and, and NAIA, those are key. So again, if you're interested in that seminar on April the 8th, shoot me an email and I'll provide you with forms and other information as well. All right. But that's all I have. I think I did good. Oh, close to 25 minutes. So I went almost five minutes over. So I appreciate that. Much love to everybody. Don't forget to help me out and spread this word. Be able to subscribe, like, and share this particular video. Let folks know specifically if they are trying to be able to get seen and communicate with college coaches and get recruited athletically. Um, let them know that about my seminar that I have coming up on April the 8th. Again, it's no fluff. I'm going to give you the real deal that'll cut out all that middleman stuff. And I'm not going to be sitting up here trying to prolong things. From 10 o'clock, I'm going to do my quick intro. And then we're going to get started to the nuts and bolts of it because I believe that's important. That's what we're here for. All right. We appreciate you being here. This is the Stand Podcast where we're standing together against negative demands. Y'all take care. We'll see you next week. Dreaming